Gather your umbrellas and your chainsaws. Giant killer fish are attacking Manhattan. It's Sharknado 2, the second one, on episode 108 of Have You Seen? Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 108 of Have You Seen? Uh, I am Kieran Lefort, and over there is uh, Tom Webb. Hello. Oh, he speaks. Um... We're, we've managed to do two shows in a row with no giant gap in between. Yeah. No, we've managed no. to release two shows in a row with no massive gap in between. That's true, yeah. Which is uh, something of an accomplishment Yeah. for this program. Um, I'm really distracted by the extra bass in my headphones. It's very <laughs> weird. Very weird. Anyway, um, we are going to review the listener pitched, and you can tell how much our listeners love us, yeah. Sharknado 2, the second one. This was pitched to us uh, in August 2014, so relatively recent for us and listener pitches. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, by Kenny Vengeance. And he says, hey guys, I'm pitching you Sharknado 2, the next one. Actually turns out it's called the second one. Yeah. I recently attended a one-time screening of Sharknado 2 at my local theatre. There was only about 20 people, but it was the loudest of any movie audience I've ever been part of. It was great. We were all laughing and yelling at the ridiculousness being presented. Awesomely bad. It was the most fun I've had at the movies for a long time. Please check it out and give us your thoughts. I'll be listening. So, where do we begin with Sharknado 2? We have, of course, talked about Sharknado yeah. a long time ago. And what a... Um, should we go with unique cultural phenomenon that was? Yeah. And now uh, Sci-Fi and Asylum have tried to replicate that Yeah. Um, by moving the action from L.A., to New York. Yeah. I think that's the only thing they changed. With absolutely no explanation whatsoever. No. 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 Um, yeah, it's kind of... I think the trouble with this is the concept of Sharknado is funny. Yes. It works really, really well as a trailer. Right, yes. But even for, like in the half hour into the first movie... It's already like, well, this is this has run its course now. Mm. The joke has played out, and I'm not in, you know, I'm not bothered anymore. So the fact that you now have another one, it just, it's like, well, there's there's nothing new about it. There's nothing different. You talking about it working as a trailer? Yeah, uh, makes me think of the very first thing on the DVD we were sent. Right. Uh, did you watch the trailer for Stonado? Oh yeah, yeah. Which, which is, is the, giant rocks it's the same that explode thing, isn't it? for yeah. no reason, being flung about in a tornado. Yeah. Again, it's like you know, great ideas for trailers, but Feature- <laughs> featuring the smoking man from the X Files. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I might actually have to track down Stonado. Oh, it looks terrible. It does. Um, so where where do we begin? Um, there's, it's fair to say, there's quite a lot to unpack <laughs> with Sharknado too. Yeah. Um, there are. Should we start with all the ridiculous cameos now? Yes, because there are a lot. There are, and do you know what? I recognised two people. Really? That was it. And I, and then there were when I, when the list like at the end they do picture credits. Yeah. I only recognised another three. Really? Yeah, that I'd heard of. I can tell you right now. I recognised Kelly Osborne. Yes. Straight off. Oh, I have an inside source. Kelly Osborne plays a flight attendant, and my yeah. inside source into the airline industry said, cabin crew could never have hair that colour. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, Richard Kind, who plays an old baseball 
Yes. Player. Yeah, so those are the two I recognised. Well, there are a lot of American TV personalities. Yeah, who I had no clue about. Well, I also recognised Will Wheaton. Yeah, no, I, I've I've heard of him. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Uh, and I didn't, but I didn't know he was in it until the his credit came up. Right. Okay. Um, Kelly Ripper, uh, Andy yeah. Dick. Yeah. Now, interestingly, mm. uh, I used to watch news radio a lot, mm. uh, and I'd completely forgotten all about him. Mm. Um, who else did I pick out? Uh, Al Roker, Judd Hirsch. Uh, yeah, Judd, not- I, I wouldn't say Judd Hirsch is a cameo. He's he's actually got a role. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's more than a cameo, I, yeah. I'd figure. Um, Dr. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> How did you miss that? Um, uh, Pepper of Salt and Pepper. Right, I wouldn't have known that. No. Uh, uh, Perez Hilton, gossip columnist Perez Hilton. No, wouldn't um, know that. Judah Friedlander from 30 Rock. No. Um, Kurt Angle. Oh, he was one of the ones I knew. Yes. And that's uh, only because I know you. Which, uh, yes, which links us back to Warrior, which we reviewed a long time ago. That's true. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in he's that. He's yeah, evil yeah. Russian with the implausible MMA moves, is, which yeah, are actually yeah. wrestling moves. Yeah. Um, Robert Hayes yeah, from see, Airplane. Now, I picked up on the Airplane gag mm. about chicken or fish. Which is another thing that can't happen because the pilots have to have different meals on a, on a flight. Yeah, well, they do, don't they? Yes, but they don't. Yeah, they, they do. No. He, didn't he say he has no, no, the fish? No, they both opt for chicken. Oh, do they? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when, at that point, I was just like, oh, they're just ripping off gags from Airplane now because yeah. I didn't realise it was well, him. The, the first gag is a gag from Airplane. Yeah. Where they have the, the, the fin the of fin the, of the thing, yeah. as, a, as a shark's fin through the clouds. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Vivica A. Fox, who is not a small role. She is features quite prominently yeah, in this film. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Kill she Bill, was, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. et cetera. Um, the first thing I noticed. Now, we do a lot of uh, After Effects work here. Yeah. The first thing I noticed was that someone has bought all of the video copilot bundles. I wrote down the VFX looked like a video copilot tutorial that was done by someone who didn't pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close. It's like it's like because uh, I the, 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 for people who don't know that. Um, there's a guy called Andrew Kramer who has this website called Video Copilot. He, he does, works for uh, he works for Bad JJ, Robot. Yeah, JJ Abrams. So uses him it, a lot. Yeah, if you've seen um, Star Trek, Fringe, if you've seen Fringe. He did the uh, the opening slash closing title sequences yeah. for those things. Uh, he's a brilliant VFX artist, and he has this whole website full of tutorials, which Kieran and I have used a lot mm. uh, in our own work to kind of learn how to do uh, things in After Effects. Um, and he 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 creates his own software and stuff and plugins, and he does some amazing stuff. But I know from experience, following one of his tu- tutorials, it never quite looks quite as good. And mm. you like you know, there's always something you miss. And that is if you are paying attention. And that, exactly, yeah. yeah. And these just look like they've. It's like someone who know, nodded off in the middle. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's it's like they've been sitting through a forty minute tutorial, but only paid attention to about twenty minutes and gone, oh, that's close. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. do. That'll do. Yeah. Um, um, so we're on this plane. We're following the hero from the first movie. Yes. Played by Ian, pronounced Iron Zeering. Yeah, who loves running upstairs. Does he? Really fast. Do you know fast at like, he sprints upstairs <laughs> like a small child, <laughs> and everyone else just kind of wanders up behind him. Well, do you know what? Amazingly, there are a couple of things I enjoyed about this film. Really? Yes. Wow. Would you believe his performance? Really? Yeah, because he was giving it everything. Uh, I'm thinking particularly the cockpit scene where he, um, the the plane from LA to New York carrying the heroes of the first Sharknado flies yeah. into another Sharknado. Yeah. Sharks smash into the plane, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and 
Uh, Ian pronounced Iron Zeering after both the pilots are eaten by a shark that smashes through the windscreen of the yeah. plane. Well, no, no, one, no, a shark smashes through and eats the co-pilot, or yes. and 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 kind of just sort of drags her out. Hmm. The the other pilot, Robert Hayes, goes to grab her, and then they just both get sucked out. The oh, window. I thought he got eaten yeah. as well. Um, so uh, our hero has to. Uh, nobody else will, but he gets yeah. up and runs, sprints down the aisle into the cockpit. Takes control of the plane with no uh, previous flying experience, yeah. uh, and lands it remarkably well. I put, is he qualified to fly that? Well, yes. Yeah. Um, in that cockpit scene, he is giving it his best. Like it's, he's been told, okay, this is the new Die Hard franchise. Right, yeah. You are going to be the next action star. Yeah. Um, give it all you've got, and he yeah. really does. Yeah. I was impressed with like his commitment to this. <laughs> right. Um, so all these all these sharks fly into the plane, start eating people. Um, uh, Tara Reid gets starts getting dragged out of the plane. Yeah, she is given some advice by a cop or an air marshal. Air marshal. Yeah. Um, while she's hanging on with one hand, yeah. what do you think that advice is? What advice would you give to someone hanging on for dear life out of the side of a plane? Well, you think you think well, just hold on, and I'll you know. G- don't let go of anything and I'll, I'll pull you in. He just he lays there and repeatedly screams, just keep holding on! <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's brilliant advice. Well done, sir. Yeah. But then gives her a handgun. So she has to take one hand off the strap yes. she's holding on to. He gives her a handgun. She implausibly shoots one shark out of the air, Yeah. shoots a second one in the eye, which just keeps on going, yeah. and then rips off her hand. Yes. Yeah. Well, the ne- I mean, you know... The next note I have is moving on a bit forward. Like once, once the planes landed mm. and all that kind of kind of finished, she's in the hospital, and what's his face? Doctor says you'll make a full recovery. Well, no, you won't. No, no. one, can, no one can recover from having something amputated. <laughs> no, not really. you're not a bloody lizard. You're not going to grow it back. <laughs> well, that's why. That's where I thought he was going with that. <laughs> it's just like, well, no, hang on a minute. Okay, you'll get you know you might get a prosthetic, and prosthetics apparently are really mm. really good these days, as about five people say. Yes, um, and I'm sure they are, but it's that's not a full recovery. No, no. I, I like how she makes absolutely no attempt other than wrapping a bandage around her still attached hand. Yeah, to hide uh, what would be a stump. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I don't actually have that many notes, so I was just ending up watching this like unfold in front of me. Yeah. Um. I wondered why is a sharknado being reported on the Weather Channel? Well, hang on. Why wouldn't it be? Well, how do they know what it is? Well, because for a start, there's been one before. There has, yes. Yeah. But you know, it's not. How? <laughs> okay. The weather woman repeatedly says. The sharks will be falling at oh, a rate of two inches per hour. I know. So <laughs> I, I know what... that's even worse than getting hit by a full shark. It's just like two inches of a shark splats into the pavement in what, front of you. It's one of those things. It's like, okay, I understand they're trying to use rainfall terminology, mm. but it just makes it sound like they're falling really slowly. <laughs> like they're only moving at two inches an hour. Yeah. And so, well, there's no inside. threat Don't there, worry. is yeah. there? You just move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of uh, Paranorman, where the zombies are slowly creeping up on the guy who's trying to get his snack <laughs> out of the snack yeah. machine. Um, so there's a bunch of extras. Mm. I'm jumping about yeah, because yeah, I, I fine, don't yeah. have much in the web notes. I'm jumping about. Um, 
Uh, Ian Plough's Dying's Earring, for some reason, has to go and pick up some of his family. Not his family. It's Wait, it's his brother-in-law who he doesn't really get on with anymore because they were two wild kids who used to go out and have fun and shame yeah. the girls. But he didn't want a guy like that marrying his sister and that guy married his sister. Yeah, this, so goes, this is all pointless backstory. That yeah. n- no way, it, you know. Does it relate to sharks? <laughs> no. no. Does it relate to tornadoes? No, no. it's not important. No, it's, so, it's one of those things. There are, there are lots of movies where you need subplot and you need mm. kind of other storylines to help intertwine and develop characters. This, this is, is not, not one. one. No. <laughs> You really don't need anything other than sharks falling out of the sky. Pretty much. You know. So he has to go to a baseball field to collect these people. Mm. When the Sharknado, or what will become the Sharknado, starts to hit. Mm. Um, And they go tearing out of there with a whole load of extras who are all having the time of their lives. There is a small girl in pink trousers (laughs) who is grinning and laughing (laughs) as she is running away from a shark-infested tornado. Who... (laughs) <laughs> right behind uh, Ian pronounced Iron's earring. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, that's where Richard Kind shows up. Yeah. Um, who I first saw him in Spin City. That's what I remember him. Yeah, he's the, I think he's the dumb mayor's aide in Spin yeah, City. Yeah, he kind of he kind of plays that role quite yeah. a bit. Um, I'm it, yeah, to think. it's kind of it's his stock character. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I th- he plays a certain role. He's. Uh... I didn't really watch that that much. So I can't, I'm trying to think what it or else it was that I saw him in. He was in something else. The only thing I think I was he's uh, he's a voice in A Bug's Life. Yeah, where he pretty much plays the same character again. Um, Who is he? He's one of those faces I can never remember his name, and I actually had to look him up afterwards. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I can figure out because there was another big series that I'm sure he was in. Hmm. I don't know. If, I don't think he was in it all of the time. Yes. So as a as a a faded baseball star, um, yeah. who disappointed his father when he you know he could have been a great. Um, no, he was in Argo. Sorry. Oh yeah, he is. Um, uh, uh, he hits a home run with a shark. Yeah. <laughs> Blats the shark with a baseball bat uh, and causes the. I don't know which baseball state it'll be the Mets or the Yankees. Who's the one. Mets? I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Causes their their home run big apple to rise out of the ground. Yeah. Um. The next note I have, and this is jumping forward quite a bit, mm. just says shark versus alligator. Oh yeah, yeah. That seems a bit random. Yeah. In the in the uh, two more cameos of people I've never heard of. I don't uh, know who they were either. No, and they're in they're in the sewers, and um, uh, one of them feels something on his leg, but it's actually an alligator that attacks attacks him. I think he's supposed to fake you out and go, oh, what's going on here? But then the shark just comes and eats the alligator. Yes. Um, We're getting on to the next thing I actually liked in the film. Right. Um, Our hero, or our band of heroes, um, decide they need to weapon up. Yes? Who's in Scrubs? Oh, there you go. Only a few episodes. Oh, of course. And um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ah. Something I haven't watched nearly enough of. Right. I've got... I've got a whole bunch of the DVDs. That might be my Christmas viewing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they decide they need to they need to arm up against these sharks. Uh, and Mister Zeering has a very uh, who my girlfriend immediately recognised from Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Believe it or not. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. No, apparently he is. Right. Uh, as soon as he appeared on screen, she's like, "I've seen him in something else." I'm like, "Sharknado." She went, "No, that Beverly Hills program <laughs> with the number at the end." Oh yeah, that that thing. Um. 
He has a very definite idea of the weaponry required to defeat these Sharknados right. because he's beaten one before. He's like, I need, uh, I need things to make bombs. I need flares. I need this. I need that. And I've got to have a chainsaw. And Judd Hirsch, the cab driver, is like, you've got to go to New Jersey if you want a chainsaw. You're not going to find <laughs> one here. Um, I don't know why chainsaws are very apparent in New Jersey, no. which doesn't make any sense because then at the end, there's a bloke with a whole load of chainsaws in the back of his truck that yeah. he just throws willy-nilly into a tornado <laughs> and they slice up a bunch of sharks. Yeah. Um, he, he, sorry, Richard Kind was also in uh, Vice Versa. Oh, wow. With Judge Reinhold and Fr uh, Fred Savage yeah. and Connie Borah, which is probably what I remember him from. I loved that film as a kid. Yeah. I love that film. Um you throw me off track again Sorry. with your Richard Kind trivia. Sorry. Um, so he, they pick up a bunch of weapons and he decides he's missing this one vital thing. And his, uh, uh, his nephew points it out and there's a suit of armor holding a broadsword. Yes. And at the moment where you get a shot of Ian pronounced Iron's earring running down the street holding a broadsword and then jumping into a New York cab to go off and fight shark-infested tornadoes, I thought, yeah. this has potential. Really? <laughs> yes. That's a brilliant idea. That's just a great visual and a great idea. I really don't think you gave this uh, no. what deserved. Oh, let's get into the other thing I liked. Right. Um, Al Roker, the weatherman. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, a, he's one of those people who, again, you would recognize if you saw him blackboard guy presented the weather on the today show forever mm. um he was also giving everything he had in yeah. this film uh, i thought he, he put in one of the best performances <laughs> in the whole movie um i didn't take any more notes till towards the end right do you have anything else before we get into well yeah it kind of it kind of segues into the end really based on on picking up all the stuff for the weapons mm. right they make bombs yes using road flares Gas canisters. Mm. I can see that logic. Mm. A smoke alarm. Yeah, I don't know why you need a smoke alarm to trigger a bomb either. Well, I, I just, I've just no concept of what that is for, and it's just taped to it, so it's not like interacting with it in any way. Smoke with the flare would set off the alarm that sets off the no explosive. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of. Like, but why would it, it set off the explosive? It wouldn't. It just like, wouldn't it would do anything, would it? Wired in somehow. I don't know. It's just weird. It's. I just didn't get it. I would have just thought, you know, hot, a heat, hot, a hot road flare next to a combustible canister of gas probably would do be the enough. Job. Yeah. yeah. It probably wouldn't, but it, you know, for the purposes of a film, it would. Maybe it's be so enough. they can hear hear that it's going to explode before it does. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> An ear piercing beep yeah. will start, and then it will explode. Yeah. Well, maybe the battery's flat. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're now. We're now onto uh, the sequence where um, Zeering and Vivica Fox are on the top of. It's. I think it's supposed to be the Empire State Building. No, they're on top of the hotel. Oh, they go to the hotel first, don't they? And then it's determined. They that go to the hotel and then they use a um, slingshot to fire these non bombs. Yes, uh, uh, four non bombs. <laughs> 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 That's the second time we've been able to do that joke this week. I know. In completely different context. Uh, <laughs> they shoot these things into the uh, tornadoes. Yes. Um, 
But what's really weird is they anchor one side and then she just holds the other around the post. I'm yes. sure that's not... Unless she weighs a ton and is pretty sturdy, which she didn't seem to be... That, she that would was, be a bit, you know, slightly beefier than her heyday. Well, yeah, but I mean, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be enough to, you know, that that just seemed ridiculous. Can we talk about her fashion sense, or should we just leave it alone? I didn't pay enough attention. Okay. Um, yeah, so they try and they try and off the top of the hotel, and they realise that the fire isn't working. Yes, and that's when they go to Kurt Angle. Yes, and get a lesson on Freon. Well, first, well, yes. Uh, first, first they run. They run down a flight of stairs to be confronted by the rest of their party running up the same stairs. Yes. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. Yes. And the ones downstairs are being chased by water containing sharks. Yeah. And the ones coming from upstairs are being chased by sharks that are on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah, the fire sharks are coming down and the water sharks are going up. Yes. Um... Somehow they managed to escape from this double terror of wet sharks and burnt sharks. Yeah. Um, I did note there was lots of apparent wind, especially when they were on top of the hotel. Right. Yes. But everybody's hair is staying remarkably still. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of they do the whole like walking in the wind mime routine. Yes. But with no actual evidence of of. But Miss Fox's wind. dreadlocks stay permanently exactly, like yeah. plastered to her head. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. <laughs> Oh, that was the other bit on the roof. It might, right. Was it on that roof or was it on the Empire State Building roof? There's a bit with uh, Zeering. He's running around the edge of this roof, parrying flaming debris with his forearms as it flies at him. And then he trips over a very small basket that someone has left on the roof. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was I just nearly like, died. I, was, I saw that and I was just like. Well, who left that there? Yeah, why is it there? Why does he have to fall over it? If it wasn't supposed to be there, could you not have done a second take? Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and like, I would have, th you know, I would have thought he would have not wanted to fall over it and like yes. do it again. But it, it did seem very odd and out of place. So, as you mentioned, they go and see Fire Chief Kurt Angle, who, right, one, he looked puffy as fuck. He looked like he was in uh, a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man suit. Yeah. And two, he seemed to be tranked off his fucking gourd. <laughs> well, he wasn't the only one. No, <laughs> that that's true. Um, I have uh, I have seen him for a long time in the world of wrestling, and he's known to have had his problems, shall we say? Yeah, a, a, a relationship with various substances. Yeah. And I've seen him go on TV and give some poor interviews. Yeah. Um, none of which was bad as the... <laughs> Tom just choked on his tea. <laughs> do, you need a, do you need the Heimlich? <coughs> Make sure you wipe down that pop shield. Sorry. Are you all right? Yeah, just a little bit of tea just went slightly down the wrong way. <coughs> I'm leaving this in. Thanks. But most of the all it was a tiny bit went the wrong way. The rest of the mouth all went the right way. So I was right. trying to swallow but also not choke. Okay. Uh, Can you carry on? Yeah. Okay. I was talking about Kurt Angle and his yeah. uh um yeah, I've seen him give a lot of a lot of 
interviews on TV, none of them were as bad as his the 45 to 50 seconds he has to speak in this yeah. movie. And then just he kind of stands around in the background just looking at other people while they have a conversation in front of him. <laughs> right. Um. So once I have this Freon idea, yeah. Mr. Zeering leaps on top of a fire truck to give a rousing speech, yeah. which is shot pretty well yeah. and written very badly. Yeah. And he clues the line, they're sharks, they're scary. Yeah. Well spotted, sir. Well spotted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get the... L- Should we call it the last good moment of the film? Where he stands solid on top of a fire truck with his chainsaw and saws a flying shark in half down the middle as it passes yeah. overhead. Am I right in thinking that happens in the first one? Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. I thought so. It's a call. They call them callbacks. I know, but even so. So, it was at this point that it dawned on me. Yeah. That this movie is ham-fisted 9/11 allegory at its finest. Yeah. We're New York. We band together Absolutely. when strange yeah, things yeah. attack us. Yeah. Yeah. Is this really the film for that kind of commentary? Yeah. Yeah. And then they go off on this crusade to blow up some Freon. Which is just the science bit. Yeah. Which, you know, depending on what type of Freon it is, mm. could be an incredibly bad idea. Well, yes, that's true. Because, you know, they've, you know, they're, they're partly responsible for the ozone layer hole and all the CFC mm. gases and stuff like that. So mm. it, it's, it seems like, you know, they, they, they needed to take that into consideration. And I don't think they did. And so to the finale. These are some things that happen. Yeah. The Freon explodes as per their yeah. plan. Although Miss Fox has to sacrifice herself to hold the cable together, yeah. kind of back to the future style. Yeah. Um, so that they can... It, okay, right. Three tornadoes are due to converge very conveniently on the Empire State Building. Yeah. Um, two with sharks in and one that appears to just be a lightning storm, as far as I can yeah. tell. Their plan is to blow the Freon by connecting something metal between those canisters and the Faraday cage on the uh, yeah. on the St- Empire State Building when that gets struck by lightning. Yeah. Which is an absurd plan to start with. Oh well, yeah, because I mean, let, I mean, what are the what are the odds on them? Exactly. You know. Exactly. I, I'm sure, like the the Empire State Building has been hit yeah. quite oh, a lot by lightning. Yes. Of course, it has. Lots of famous pictures of it. But you know, for, to guarantee that that's going to happen. Yeah. So this happens. Yeah. Miss Fox is dead. Yeah. Freon explodes. Mm. Uh, um, Mister Zeering is flung out. Well, no, before that. Before that, yeah. Tara Reid shows up. Yeah, um, can't string a sentence together. I think no. she's been hanging out with Kurt Angle. Yes, um, <laughs> and has somehow replaced her hand with an electric circular saw. So, yeah, how does that work? I don't know. Does she mind control it? I don't know. Obviously, she's using her fingers inside the prost- inside yeah. the glove, <laughs> but she's not supposed to have any fingers. No. Um, so she shows up and starts hacking at sharks with that. Yeah. Um, everything blows up. Zeering gets flung off the building. Um, hacking at sharks. Well, hang on. You forgot the bit that, that she happens to hack open the shark that contains her hand. Oh, I thought that came after this. 
No, because he's still on the building with her when that happens. That's right. So she ha- hacks open the shop, yeah. the hamster contain her hand and most of her forearm yes. that she also still uh, has. I know. <laughs> Could you not have just cut an extra bit off that uh, prosthetic? Yeah. That that if she if that was actually her hand, she would have one arm of an orangutan and it would have gone down to her knee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beyond her knee. It was yes, just it ridiculous. Was. Um maybe that's Tari's guilty secret. Well, she's got one arm. Yeah, she's got one arm that's really long. She has to tuck it up inside her jacket when she's on screen and shave it. (laughs) (laughs) Just in her trailer, you think there's this little pile of ginger hair? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that could be a movie in and of itself. Orangatara. Oh dear, I'll work on it. Yeah. So they do this. He pulls her wedding ring off the hand. Yeah. And looking at the hand says, we're not going to need this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Casually tosses it aside yeah. and puts the wedding ring on her finger. Yeah. Um, they kiss. She does not look pleased about having to do a kiss on screen. No. Um, he gets flung off, um, hacks at sharks with his chainsaw in midair. Yeah. Grappling hooks a shark somehow with some kind of... No, he stabs it. And because he's a former surf star... Sky surfs a shark yeah. onto the point, onto the lightning rod on top of another building. Yeah. How does he get down? <laughs> and then he's just magically on the ground. Yeah. Who rescues him? He's just able to stand there on this building posing <laughs> while while high winds do not move his no. hair. No, where he can badly blow stand him up. off. Yeah. Yes. There's still a lightning storm going on, and he's not hit by lightning. And who's he posing for? I don't know. But he is several thousand feet above the ground. Yeah. A couple of thousand feet. It's a pretty big yeah. building. Everybody on the ground can see him perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know he has survived. Yeah. They cheer, they holler, they whoop. Yeah. It's kind of like how everyone knows what's going on on top of the building in Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> yes. All I wrote, I, I did all that from memory because right, all yeah. I wrote was that finale just blew my mind. What the hell is going on? <laughs> and then I presume, oh, and then New York starts to fight back. Magically, everybody yeah. finds baseball bats and pickaxes and some mm-hmm. hobo finds four chainsaws in the back of a truck, despite there not being any chainsaws in New York, yeah. carelessly throws them into a tornado where they chop up some sharks. Yeah. Yeah. The usual. The usual. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then I presume we're marching on towards Sharknado 3. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> Are you not enjoying the Sharknado no. franchise? Really? No. Oh. That's disappointing. Yeah. Let's not beat around the bush. Mm. This is not a very good film. No. I it's did at it's least... not even a good bad film. Well, like I said, I did at least find some enjoyment in it. Yeah. Um, and I think that if it had... If it had been directed with a degree of competence mm. and took the time to, in some places, actually make a little bit of logical sense within its own universe, yeah, it actually could have been quite good. I th- it, in a bad, in a yeah, fun, bad, been kind mean, yeah. of way. There's there's something missing from it. Yeah. And I don't. I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Mm. I think. I think it's things like you know some of those, some of those movies where you get really cheesy dialogue, mm. but it works because it's 
it's written in a tongue-in-cheek cheesy way whereas this just feels like it's bad yeah. and he doesn't quite have that quality to it mm. um yeah there's just something missing i can't yeah you know, i think it's i think the trick they're trying to do is really really difficult to pull off mm. and most people do it by mistake yeah um and i think it's very very hard to sit down and actually plan and do it um it's like i mean it's like um the room and birdemic mm. they they do it yes entirely by mistake entirely by mistake but they work really really well and then you know there are other movies that so perhaps, set out to be kind of silly oh, yes, well, send ups but yeah. they work on a on a high, a better level than this yeah they, i think they kind of set out to catch lightning in a bottle twice yeah. and missed yeah absolutely which is a bit of a shame yeah so we're going to barrel on. We have mm. some listener pitches left in listener pitch roulette Yahtzee. Cool. Um, uh, numbers one and three are gone. Yeah. So I'm going to roll the crappy dice app on my phone. Okay. So we've we'll got two, four, up. five, and six to go. We do. Hold on. Turn, turn the sound on here. Shut up. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I'll listen to that beautiful sound effect. So you love it. An accurate representation of a dice yeah. bouncing around inside an iPhone. Yeah. Our magic number is two. Two. Okay. Which is, if I consult my list, hold on one second. Number two. Yeah. Is Kings of Summer. Oh, okay. Pitched to us by Graham Hubbard on my birthday, 2013. <laughs> oh, wow. Along with, he gave us, he went to the Sundance Film Festival in London. Uh, and sent back pitches for three movies he had watched. Right. We've done the other two. They were Blackfish and Muscle Shoals. Oh, cool. We like those. Yes. Kings of Summer. Mm -hmm. Graham says, originally called Playhouse, but had its name changed to Kings of Summer, as explained by the director because of meddling from marketing departments. Right. It's the story of three school friends, Joe, Patrick, and Biagio, who decide they've had enough of their overbearing <laughs> sorry, parents. That, sorry. That sounds like the beginning of a maths problem. <laughs> Well, if Joe, Patrick and Biagio all have five apples. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so, they don't have five apples. Right. They, what they have had is enough of their overbearing parents right. and decide to spend their summer in a playhouse that they build in a secluded woodland area. Mm -hmm. The trailer describes the film as a cross between Superbad and Stand By Me. Okay. Thankfully, it really is close to neither. Right. The film is full of charm, wit and some hugely impressive performances from the young leads. Uh. Coming close to stealing the show, though, is Nick Offerman as Joe's dad and awesome. Megan Mullally, uh, Offerman's real-life wife, as Patrick's mother. Right. We saw this on a Saturday night at Sundance and the crowd literally howled their way through the whole thing as if they were werewolves at Halloween. The film manages to be indie without navel-gazing and funny without being crass, a real triumph. Oh, cool. I cannot pronounce that name. <laughs> as director, I'm going to go with... It's spelled V-O-G-T. Jordan, I'm going to go with Vote Roberts. I'm going to silent G. Isn't that another set of spelling of Voigt? I don't know. Unless Graham can't spell. Everything else in this email is spelled impeccably, so I yeah. presume it's correct. No, no I've, I've seen that written down as a surname. Okay. I just, I wonder, I, it might, yeah. It's well, I'll tell you what, there. as an extra piece of homework, I'm going to find out how to pronounce it Fine, for the next okay. episode. Good. So, as director Jordan Roberts yeah. said at the screening, it's important that people hear about and see movies like this, or all you're going to get in the future is, quote, fucking Transformers. <laughs> 
blah, blah, blah. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Graham. There we go. Cool. Awesome. Uh, would you like any further information? Should we try and find some further information? Do you or are you what? happy with this as a... No. I think uh, uh, this uh, often films like this, are, they're the ones you want to go in with no info. I think the only thing I know about this is the fact that it had been sent in as a pitch. Right. And that I've seen it on... I've seen the kind of icon for it on Netflix. Yes. Which was um, like a, a sort of... A, Look like three guys, like three guys kids jumping in a lake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's all I had kind of seen. Um, it's it's funny. It's like I, I recently watched The Way Way Back, and I didn't. It, it, I th- I think it's probably from what I know is probably going to be similar in tone. Perhaps mm. not quite as outright. Uh, it, perhaps that's not as supposedly as outright funny as this is. I don't know. But um, mm. um, it is available. For those who have these means, right. uh, on Netflix Canada right. only, uh, and uh, Amazon Prime Instant Video. Oh right, okay, cool. Uh, so we should be able to watch it without yeah, yeah. too much difficulty. Yeah, excellent. So that is Kings of Summer, which we will be tackling. I hesitate to say next week. Let's say next time. Yeah, I think we can get one in next week. I think we can. I think we can get at least one in before Christmas. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh... And if we both take the appropriate equipment home now that i finally have internet at home yeah, we could we potentially do, do a, yeah. a remote location christmas special of some kind yeah i'm just, i think that the, the probably we've i think there are two op- oh there's one option to record it, next week yeah really and that, and that's the day after our work christmas party well that's fine because people leave us alone they'll all be hung exactly, over and yeah. fucked and yeah. because we're we not going to be drinking really yeah. there's we're going to be all right we'll, we'll be all right yeah, yeah. okay we can cool. do that all right. They'll leave us know. We could just record it during work time and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, so they'd just be all like on their desks. Yeah, we'll just tell them we're tidying the submersible. Yeah. So, if you have seen Kings of Summer, you can let us know on mm. Twitter at HYS Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The website is haveyouseen.net where you can download all the uh, other shows uh, yep. and berate me for not keeping up, uh, well, keeping up with the list of films we've covered <laughs> i'm way behind um and our email is podcast at have you seen.net yes which is how graham sent us his pitch cool we're also on youtube youtube.com slash hys podcast and there's some little videos up there uh for films that we're not going to cover on this show that we both like yeah. uh, we've had an idea for another one so we might get around to doing that yes. at some point soon yeah uh, and you can also see the epic, near legendary episode <laughs> 100 live video show yeah. archived up there. That's uh, an hour of fun for all the family. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like reviews and ratings on iTunes. And we love your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Yes. Thank you to everybody for listening, especially if you've done any of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into the submersible. Yeah. Thank you to Rob, the submersible manager, for uh-huh. keeping the submersible in good order. Yeah. Thank you to Alexia Marm for his technical expertise. And thank you to Nicola, the social media manager, for continuing to gather us followers on Twitter. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Yes. I was going to say, I saw a poster on my way into work today. Did you? Yes. Contiki that we covered a few weeks back, well, oh, months back. Yes. Uh, it comes out in the cinemas in the UK on the 19th of December. That's correct. It does. Yes. Um, so I don't know when this show's going up, but I would imagine uh, before the nineteenth of December. Yes. Well, you say that. Hopefully. Well, hopefully I'll get it up tonight. <laughs> oh, right. Cool. Um, uh, uh, Timestamp to make me look like an absolute twat if I don't do it. <laughs> uh, tonight being the twelfth, 
right, okay. of December. So it would be uh, one week from today. Yeah, as we a, week, this. a week today, in fact. Um, so uh, yeah, fascinating story about Tor Heidel and his trip on a raft from Chile to Polynesia. Yes. Chile? Yeah, it was Chile. Yes. Um, so yeah. if you end up slapping down your money to go and see Polynesia at Polynesia, Polynesia? Contiki. Contiki at yeah. your local art house because there's no way it's going to get into anything else. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure email. who's distributing it, but it was, I mean, this was a full on uh, Chew Bad campaign. So there, I reckon it'll yeah, get a reasonable release. Yeah, but I release. see some proper shit gets Chew Bad yeah, that campaign true, yeah. that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. But no, it, it will be there from uh, a week today. So if you do go and see it, please do let us know what you think. Absolutely. Uh, we shall be back hopefully in one week where we'll be talking about Kings of Summer. Yes. Um, and as I don't have anything pithy as a sign off, uh, I'll just say goodbye. Bye.